What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for episode 22 of Hit the Books Podcast. We're really excited to bring you the big game, Super Bowl 56, this week. What's going on, guys? Not much. I uh, had a pretty good week last couple weeks betting on the NFL. Tough tough conference championship with the spreads. Had a couple props I was liking, but um, excited to get back to it for the Super Bowl. Mackie, how you been? Been all right. You know, I had a good, had a good uh, betting week last week. Off the book, obviously. Haven't been doing too well on the book. But uh, excited to get going. Hopefully going to have a good Super Bowl, Super Bowl weekend. We're going to start off by recapping this, uh, the conference championship that happened now uh, about a week and a half ago on Sunday, January 30th. The first game being the Cincinnati Bengals going to Kansas City. The big headline of this one was Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. Mackie, me and you having the Chiefs in that game. Uh, Jesse, I believe you had the Chiefs too, did you? Yes, I did. Yeah, uh, all of us actually losing on the Chiefs. That was a tough loss for all of us. Mackie, you had the first half point, or the first half spread, minus four. I had that off the card, which was a good pick, but uh, we obviously won on that. I had the full spread on the card. You did not, so you actually ended up a winner in that game. Uh, you did have T. Higgins on the under on the receiving yards on the card, which was a tough beat. Getting that one really long pass, that was, that was your killer there. Yeah, you absolutely killed it. Wasn't expecting that, but, you know, win some, you lose more. Yeah. Um, obviously, we all know the the, the halftime score being 21-10. Uh, to 10, The Chiefs had every chance to get put three points on the board right before half to make it 24-10. to 10. Uh, You'd think that put that game out of reach. And um, going into halftime, they, they were unable to put the points on the board. Mahomes said in the postgame interview he got a little greedy. He was trying to get uh, an extra touchdown on the board there before half to take a very, very commanding lead to be up what would have been um, – what were the, what was it, 23-10? Yeah, it would have been 30-10. to 10. It was. Yeah, you're right. 21-10. At half, they could have gone they up 28. Have, they, they should have thrown the ball into the end zone, so it would have stopped the clock or a touchdown. Yeah. Why are you throwing the ball out of the end zone and hoping Tyreek Hill gets into the end zone? Yeah. I mean, and Eli, jamming him on the goal line. Eli Apple made one good play in his entire career, and, you know, he has to flaunt it on, on Twitter, but, yeah, you know, that was just a stupid, <laughs> stupid play call, you know, and Chiefs don't really mess up like that a lot, and... It really cost them this time. I yeah. think that, that's what changed the entire game, I think. Exactly, so. and obviously we all know what happened in the second half as we're going to be talking the Bengals in the Super Bowl. So Bengals with a huge second half in that game, winning the winning the second half completely, obviously outright with that huge deficit going into the halftime. They won the second half 14-3 uh, to um, going in over to force the overtime and then McPherson with the big kick in overtime. Best part about that game for someone that had the Chiefs when they won the coin toss, the whole stadium acted like they just won the Super Bowl. And then uh, Mahomes throws the interception in overtime, and the rest is history. Honestly, there's more credit to that defense than anything. You know, we saw it last week with or two weeks ago with how hard it is to stop Mahomes when he gets the ball. Bills did, did I, I mean, I assume they did everything in their power to, you know, stop him, but you couldn't, essentially, you couldn't do anything. In the Bengals game, it was a little different. The momentum was obviously going in the Bengals' way, whereas in the Bills game, it was going in the Chiefs' way. But um, I, I just – you, you don't expect the Bengals' defense to make that play. And they came up big. They gave Joey B a chance, and obviously he's going to get those 20 yards to get McPherson in the field goal range and um, bring them to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, Shocked everyone, but uh, 
Props to them. Yeah, they're 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 here. They're still in the game. They're still in the playoffs uh, for good reason. They definitely came to play in that second half. But uh, let's jump over to this NFC Championship game, get a quick little recap on that. We had the 49ers visiting the Rams. Uh, my play on that game, I had the 49ers with the three points, the plus three and a half, actually. That half point ended up being my, my savior. Um, Jesse, you joined me on the 49ers plus three and a half. Mackie, you were all over the Rams in that game, if I'm correct, were you? Yeah, I, uh, I was all over the Rams that game. I had them... You had the first half uh, first spread. First half spread, that didn't hit. That didn't hit. And that then didn't I had hit. minus three, I think, off the card, or if I had it on the card, it pushed regardless. But um, I also took them like money line three different times in the middle of the game. So that all hit. But uh, Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I missed was... Uh, the play on the, the actual card, so yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, it's been tough sledding for really all of us. As I mean, it's easy for me to say down like point one seven units. I think I am sitting here right now, but obviously, I'd like all three of us to be plus. It's a lot more fun when we're all winning. But um, some of us, you know, taking some not even some tough plays, but uh, it was. It's fair to say the Chiefs minus six was. Or minus seven was a little bit of a square play last week. Uh, seeing, you know, the Instagram videos and all the Twitters, a lot of the, the sharp money was on the Bengals with the points last week and uh, even to win outright. So um, just a tough beat there. Uh, it was tough for me to get a bet against Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, I mean, I guess for some people it was even tougher to bet against that that Bengals team who's now 5-0 and in their last five games and 5-0 and against the spread. So, the 49ers, they looked like they had every chance to come back and really win that game. And uh, Jimmy G showed his true colors there with the the uh, the last couple minutes with the last drive as he threw that interception. Um, but let's not forget Jaquaski Tart had the game and the Super Bowl in his hands and just dropped that interception to seal the game. It's just a tough beat for the 49ers as a team. Obviously, like I said, I had him plus three and a half, so I ended up winning. When he threw that interception, though, down, uh, they were down three when he threw the interception, and uh, I thought the Rams were just going to kick a garbage-time field goal and fuck my spread there. But um, obviously they didn't. They went into the victory formation, and I couldn't have been happier in that instance. So um, I ended up going one-on-one on the card last week. But um, tough game for the 49ers, as I said. Tart dropping that huge interception, what could have been an interception. Um so now we're looking at a Bengals Rams Super Bowl. So um, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, I expect a lot out of this game. You know, last year we had the high flying Chiefs versus the Bucks, two very high powered offenses last year with the new look Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers with Tom Brady going down there. So this year we're going to get some fresh faces with obviously the Bengals who haven't been there in 30 years and. Uh, the Rams have been there recently, only putting up three points in their last Super Bowl visit against Tom Brady's Patriots. So I'm um, expecting a lot out of this Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a really good game. We'll get into the spreads and stuff like that as to what we like for this game. But um, I'm really expecting a big game from both teams, and that's being not even ignoring the fact that we now have had back-to-back home Super Bowls for a team, Tampa Bay getting it last year and uh, the Rams obviously getting it this year. So that it's we've had what 56 Super Bowls it's never happened and now it's happened two years in a row so uh expect expect a great game this Sunday I'm really excited for the Super Bowl I'm also real excited I agree with you on almost all the fronts there Huff I think there's gonna be a lot of good stuff to come out of this game 
Joe Burrow versus Matt Stafford. See you on Super Bowl Sunday. All righty, and we're, we're going to start this game off before we get into the spreads and the, the money line and stuff like that. We'll start with everyone's favorite Super Bowl prop. Uh, we're going to get right right started with what color Gatorade do you guys see being poured on the uh, winning team? If any, there's been a couple stretches over the past couple years where teams actually didn't even dump Gatorade. And uh, I don't know, in that situation, does the bet push? I, I mean, if I lost a bet because there was no Gatorade pouring, I'd, I'd be pretty pissed. I think I – think, um, I think most books would definitely do something there. Push that, push that, yeah. That, yeah. I would hope they would. If I mean, if there's no, color, I mean, if you're betting illegally, you're probably you're probably shit out of luck. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet you some might have an option for none. I wouldn't be surprised. If there is an option for none, then yeah, you're just shit out of luck. But yeah, because yeah. I I saw. Let me pull up this. What I saw on Instagram the other day from um, Barstool, the um the past Gatorade colors for the past so many years. Um, let me see here. It has now hit none twice in the past one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten Super Bowls. I don't know what the exact um, odds are for this year's colors on the the Gatorade. This isn't normally a prop bet that I usually love to take. The uh, Giants threw purple Gatorade in their yeah, fucking Super Bowl. That was the biggest win. long shot. Oh my god! But um, yeah. Uh, going into this one, looking at the odds on this, you're going to have to just Google it. That's funny. All right, the odds I got for Gatorade color this year are orange at plus 130, lime, green, or yellow at plus 300, clear or water at plus 175, blue at plus 600, Red at plus a thousand and purple at plus twelve. Why is red plus a thousand? Purple's always plus well, twelve thousand. Always or twelve hundred. Always. I don't know why purple is such a underdog. The purple fire Gatorade color, if you ask me, is light blue considered blue? So they just throw yes. in both blue Gatorades in one. There's some value packed in there. You get two colors in one pick. My pick on this one, I'd be going yellow or orange. Uh, that just being said, obviously the Bengals. This is totally ignoring their team colors, but. I think it comes into play with uh, what they like on the sidelines. Really, it's what does your best player drink, and that's probably the one that they're going to grab. Or the most full Gatorade tub left on the bench. Are there – do you think there's different color Gatorades in every single uh, thing? On the benches? Oh, my God. So, it comes down to, like, whatever, whatever one they grab? Whatever one they grab, yeah. Oh, but that is dude, I guarantee crazy. every single color is on the side. There could be a water one. That's why there's clear water. They could just grab the water one and do it. Ah, uh, I thought they were okay. It's not like they just drink orange Gatorade. I was going to say, because I mean? like, like, halfway through the game, you could be like, wow, this team has orange Gatorade. Yeah. Because they buy the tubs of like the mix. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Sitting over there making it. Probably in the Super Bowl, they have them make it in the fucking injury protocol tent. So yeah. No one can see it <laughs> on it. But, um. Yeah, I don't know. I, in, in that situation, I'm probably leaning, like I said, yellow or orange. Just uh, I'm not going to be betting on this. I love a good prop bet for some plus money, but this is a stretch in every sort of the way. Yeah, I might uh, I might throw a little on red. I, I don't know why I'm feeling it. What were the odds on red? Plus 1,000. Yeah, Why plus is red 1,000? I like blue, 600. Is there a shortage, is there a shortage in like red Gatorade supply <laughs> that we don't know of? Yeah, I don't know, dude. COVID really shut down the red Gatorade supply. <laughs> Yeah, as far as the Gatorade color, I'm leaning yellow or blue. 
or what did I say? Yellow or orange? I don't. Even, that's what I mean. I don't even have a pick on this because I'm not too hot on it. But. Yeah, I usually don't bet on this, but I actually might. Uh, I might have a pick. Even on the pod. No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't. Do that. <laughs> I would full unit, red Gatorade. Recover. That the would season. that would recover me. Yeah, yeah and then some. I'd be, be like I'd be up like three and three yeah. three and change. Really down like five, I think. I thought I was down six and change. No, I think it's five and change. We have four and change. That's a whole game change. But at that, I'd, uh, do you feel like if you were to do that on our card to recover from your whole season, would you rather take a, a big plus money Gatorade bet or would you rather just hammer a first touchdown with a full unit? I don't know. I figured I would do Gatorade just because <laughs> I don't <laughs> I just put it all on the line. Just I'm because like you want it because you want to be logical about like a first touchdown. But like at the end of the day, there is no being logical about it. It's no, just a, at, at it's just a draw of the cards. If you're Gatorade, you're just straight gambling. And at that point, I just, I'd rather straight gamble than try to use my knowledge that I don't really have. Yeah, we sit here and talk football every week, and obviously we've seen on the card how we do with our picks. I'm pretty much even, and um, you know the rest of the guys down. But um, I, I kind of agree with you there. If you're gonna just go for it, you might as well just think like, I truly have no clue. Like that's, I kind of like the position I'm in. I, I don't really like anyone. I would just look at it Sunday morning. If I want to bet it, I'm just going to throw like probably like 20, 50 bucks on something just because, you know what I mean? To get that feeling, you know, you just. Yeah. The last red, se- last the second odds bet. Red are, there's value in the red. There's game. so much value, but I feel like it's a trap. We, they know something we at, don't. You got to look back at maybe what color got dumped on Orzer on at LSU when Burrow won. If, you know what I mean? Like have some sort of idea into this. Maybe You can definitely do some insane research. Maybe here. that's the color Joe Burrow likes and they grab that one. But like I definitely think say like Dude the players team. the players definitely like they definitely like plan something. Like there's no way they don't talk about this. Yeah. yeah. It's such a it's such a highly talked about thing. Like like th- during like practice they're probably like, Yeah, let's grab like the purple one and just fuck everyone up. <laughs> And it's like, uh, my logic on this is like you said, like, do you think there's just one Gatorade color on the sideline? No. I think there's obviously like... There's definitely more of other... Yeah, there's more red than purple, or there's more blue than yellow. But like, obviously there's more water than anything on the sidelines, but they could easily just go over, dump a pack of powder in it, right? But like, say the Rams or Bengals in this situation, say they're up 12 and with 10 seconds, 15 seconds left. They have the ball, but the Bengals or Rams are using all their timeouts to stop the clock just because it's the Super Bowl. They have time on the sidelines to dump some powder in that water, but what color will it be? If they could just the trainer literally could just grab a random one, being like, "This is going on the ground anyway." They could like plan it. That's what I'm saying. Like they tell the trainer like right before if we're about to win, just they have a jug ready. Like they probably don't even use a jug the entire game. They just have a jug that they're ready to throw on the on the on the coach. I just love uh, – now I'm starting to think, yeah, like, fuck it. Take the long odds. What's the favorite? My, plus 120, 130? Plus 130 is – Plus 130 is orange. Clear or water is plus 175. I don't see any value in this. Water plus – what are these odds this year? What's going on? Yeah, it's, it's usually all 500. Like they, know, they know something. It's always 500 or more, I feel like. I've never that list again. There was not one one color that was no. plus 100. No. It was all plus even 300. The, even the years – okay, blue, the year the Patriots won was plus 150. But uh, and after that, the year the Broncos won, it was orange plus two hundred. So team color does come into play. Wait, that does. There's a couple wow. times the team color hasn't come into play. It the Bucks, does. The Bucks were blue, blue and the plus Seahawks were blue. Or the Seahawks were what color? Orange. The Giants were purple. Yeah. So there's three at least out of the last ten that the team color had nothing to do with it. Two were water. So you got to think five out of ten times, fifty percent chance it's one of the team's colors that win. 
That's why orange is so high right now. Because orange is the Bengals. Yeah, what about yeah? Then Yellow blue, is the yeah, second yeah, yeah. favorite behind water, correct? I don't know, man. Maybe no one likes blue Gatorade. Yeah. I mean, I like blue Gatorade. <laughs> I love blue Gatorade. <laughs> I guess my opinion doesn't really come into play here, but... I don't know. I'm a, I'm a purple Gatorade guy. I don't know if we're going to be seeing a toss on Zach Taylor or Sean McVay, but... I'm, dude, I'm Mackie. I'm right there with you on the red Gatorade. Fuck it. Let's go red. I'm <laughs> saying, dude. Squad ride red Gatorade. <laughs> Gotta happen. That plus 1,000 is due to hit. Yeah, it really it is. Hasn't happened since the Giants with the purple. 1,200. When's the last time red has been poured? It hasn't. No way. It is on that list. It hasn't happened in the last. Who the fuck? Because honestly, who the fuck drinks red Gatorade? Like, yeah, it's so basic. Makes your mouth all red. Yeah, exactly. It stains. Yeah, I I might fade. I might fade this red. Oh my god, it has not fade red. Backtrack. Fade red. There will not be a squad ride on red. (laughs) Do not pick red. Purple. Lock it in. Plus fourteen hundred. Yeah, I'm right there. Purple. Value, there's much value in blue. I feel like Joe Burrow looks like a blue Gatorade guy, and obviously if the Rams win, it's going to be blue. I mean, it's basically like the flip of a... Actually, it's not even like a flip of a coin. It's just kind of like flipping five different coins in a row the same fucking time. But I, I know it is a coin flip. The coin flip at the beginning of the Super Bowl, as we're going to talk about next. Do you guys think it's going to be heads or tails, both at minus 104 on FanDuel? I'm team tails. Tails never fails. Uh, heads last year... We've seen a lot of the trends on the coin toss. Jesse, I know you got a couple trends on the coin toss, but... You know it's a weighted coin. Yeah. <laughs> it's a heavy coin. They got the Super Bowl trophy on the one side, and they have SoFi on the other. That's not a normal quarter. I don't care what anyone says. There's, not... there's definitely some weight weight trajectories. Oh, there yeah. It's are, a big-ass uh, coin, too. It's like Yeah, big. bro. It's probably it's like, like it's it's probably looks like a football, too. Flip's not even. There's just so much that goes into it. I got... The NFC has won the coin toss 19 out of the last 23 times. Heads... All time. Heads has hit 26 times. Tails 29 times. Heads longest streak is five. Tails longest streak is four. And that has happened three times. And in the last 10 Super Bowls, Tails has had the edge with six victories. So six out of the last 10 have hit Tails. Yeah, I'm on Tails. I'm a Tails boy. You know, I rode Heads last year. I won $200 before the game even started. Not even a, not even a polish on my... Uh... On my entire game, I won like I won like twelve hundred dollars on that game. It but, was um, all over the box last year. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I picked heads last year. It's kind of it's kind of hard to go against what uh, won you money, but I mean, it's a coin flip, so I feel like you just got to go back and forth, right? Yeah, especially when you're on the right side of it. Again, no logic. We're just being dumb degenerates, and yeah, uh, the, none of these picks are gonna be on the card, but uh, just for the sake of conversation, I'll, I'll have some money on the on the coin flip. I will definitely tails. have serious money, probably probably two fifty on the on the coin flip. I'm gonna be going with tails, but would I, you guys I don't be upset know if I put blue and tails on my card. No, no. I would I would actually I appreciate there, it. I think there's value there. I would appreciate it. Because think about it, if you win the coin flip, it covers your if you full unit the Gatorade toss or the Gatorade color. Yeah, or you miss both of them and you're down 1.5 units just yeah, like quick. that. Not even quick, but because the Gatorade is yeah, well. close to the beginning. But, yeah, it, losing the coin toss is such a tough thing. Or if you lose a coin toss going into the Super Bowl, it's just a tough thing. Like, yeah, you just just don't even watch the game. You're already lost. Like, yeah, you're you're going to lose. Yeah. It's a tough situation. Well, I've bet but. the opposite. Yeah, honestly. But, um, yeah, I'll be going, t- I'll be going tails on the coin toss. 
And like I said, I, I, I like the value of blue on the Gatorade if you're looking for a pick there. But I would only bet that if you're really, really into that kind of stuff. And I, I, I'm a, I like to bet, and I probably won't have any money on the Gatorade. For myself, I don't know. I think blue Gatorade is kind of intriguing, plus 600. And I'm going with tails on the coin toss. I might put tails on my card. I'm not really sure. Let's see how I'm feeling. I mean, it's a you. I feel like you have a better chance on the coin. Uh, take this out, but I'm like you. It's literally a coin toss. <laughs> like you have a fifty-fifty shot. If you like to gamble? This is for you. Yeah. <laughs> All righty, now we transition into our Super Bowl segment. Let's start with our guests. We got two great ones this week. Ace and Tony both have been on the podcast once before. We're happy to have them back. Tony, say hello. Hey guys, what's up? Happy to be back. It's gonna be a good Super Bowl. Take it away, Ace. Hey, boys. Happy to be back here. Looking forward to getting some good picks in for the big game. Love it. Super Bowl 56, SoFi Stadium, Los Angeles, California. February 13th, 6.30. We got the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. The Rams coming in, favored it at minus four. Money line at minus 198. Bengals money line at plus 166. And the over-under at 48 and a half. All right, question for you guys. So there's this guy on, I think it's DraftKings, whatever it's on. He has a $100, I think he placed it at the beginning of the season. There was a $100 bet to win 10000 on the Bengals Super Bowl, to win the Super Bowl. Cash out right now is at 7500 What would you guys do? I'll start us off here in that situation, having the, having the guts to put $100 on a long shot bet like that. Obviously, you're not expecting too much of it to win. Uh, basically, like everyone knows, it's a one in a thousand odds on that hitting. So, um, in that situation, me leaning towards the Bengals, I'm probably going to cash it out and take some of that money and put more down on the Super Bowl than I initially would. Um, but that's just my uh, my two cents on that. I definitely understand trusting your gut and letting it ride. Um, how about you, Tony? What would you do in that situation? I'd definitely take the money out. I'm taking my profit in that situation. Ace, how about you? Oof, I think I'm going to be the only one that disagrees here. You got Joe Burr, Joe Shiesty. You've been riding with him all season long. He goes into the kingdom and does the unthinkable. Beats Patrick Mahomes in his own house. I think you got to let it ride. If anything, you might hedge it with the Rams a little bit, right? I mean, you could do that. You got um, you gotta, to make back what you put down. You got to at least hedge to the point where you can't, like, you got to make some money. Yeah, you'd at least have to. Exactly. If you're going to hedge, you got to at least win 5K. You think? I mean, that's not – I mean, you could do it like that. But I, I'd just ride with my guys if I got it. I'd definitely be making sure I walk out on top, though. Jesse, what would you do in that situation? I don't know. I think i got to agree with Ace. I think you got to ride it. I think you got to keep it. I think that extra cash is, is worth that. I think because Bengals got it in them to take it away. All right, let's let's get right into this game. Uh, enough with the little stereo – or the little side chat – Futures bets. Let's just have a couple quick takes on the game. Uh, we're going to get into some player props, more of the actual lineup of the game, what we're looking at on the board. I'll start us off with a quick trend where you can make some money pretty quick here. Um, anyone have any interest on this opening kickoff to not be a touchback? And I will get into why I like that question. And it is because the opening kickoff to not be a touchback in the last 20 Super Bowls is 18-2. and two. It's a pretty hot trend, if you ask me. Tony, what do you think? you have any interest in a play like that, a little prop? 
Uh, the stats don't lie, I guess. I guess I would follow you on that one. Yeah, I mean, 18-2. and two, I, I Initially, when me and you were talking about this last week, I said, do you have any interest in that on the plus money? It seems like a lot of these sports books are starting to catch on to that trend right now. As I've seen the money dropping on the plus side for the the kickoff to be returned, not for obviously for a touchdown, but just not a touchback. The eighteen and two. I mean, obviously they knew about it, but clearly with a lot of the these two elite kickers, more McPherson on the Bengals side than uh, Mac Gay for the L.A. Rams. But uh, Ace, you have any interest in that eighteen and two? No, this is definitely something I'd actually stay away from. It's although that's a good trend to follow. These two kickers have big legs. Um, McPherson, we've seen him do it all year long, like you just mentioned. I know Matt Gay missed a a forty-something yard field goal a few weeks ago, but he's got a pretty strong boot as well. Um, and plus, with these two coaches, I know McVay's been there once, so I'd look back and see what he did against the Patriots last time they played. I don't even know if they had the initial kickoff, but. You don't, it's kind of a, a tough question to answer with Zach Taylor in his first year as a coach, what they're going to end up doing, what philosophy they go with. I feel like these guys play by like metrics and stuff like that, so they're going to look deeply into how that's going to affect the game. Well, if you think about it, I mean, most players, if you're if you're returning a kick to start a Super Bowl, you're going to want to like start off with a bang. Like You're not going to want to let it hit the, hit, uh, hit the end zone and just call it a touchback. So I feel like if, they, if, the, if the kick is in the – in the end zone, and it's not out, out, or out the back of the end zone. I, I'm, I feel like ninety percent of returners are gonna kick, or are, are gonna take that out. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, the returner definitely wants it, but my my thought is they're gonna want to boot it out of the end zone. Which here, which McPherson probably will end up doing. Have. Yeah, um, I don't know if that's a bet I'll be taking. Just more one. I saw that stat, and I absolutely had to bring it to the podcast this week. But let's get into more of the actual lineup of the game. Like I said, with the the spread being four for the Rams getting minus four, uh, the Bengals obviously receiving those four points, and the Bengals with plus money on the money line. Um, we'll get right into this trend. I have teams entering the Super Bowl with an against the spread record of five hundred or worse are one five and one against the spread and zero oh and seven straight up. And the, that does come into play here as the Rams are five hundred against the spread this year, going ten and ten this season. Obviously, we all know the Bengals. I don't know their exact record against the spread. I know that, obviously, they don't fit into this stat line because them being such heavy underdogs in most of their games this season. Does that does that affect anyone's take on this game? How about, uh, Mackie, you want to start us off here? Yeah, I mean, you could follow a trend like this, but this is just year in, year out, just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't really feel like a trend like this is something that you could follow into, like, something that you would take in a game something like that, because I bet you most of the time the team isn't favored as well. The Rams are favored here. Most of the time a team that's 10-10 and against the spread is going to be an underdog in a Super Bowl game, so... Tony, you have any? Is that is that affect your decision? I believe you're leaning more Rams since the last time I talked to you. Yeah, no, that that doesn't really impact my decision at all. I mean, I'm a big Joe Burrow fan, but I think his his luck's coming to an end here. So I'm I'm all Rams. Ace, I don't know. I really don't know what side you're leaning. Obviously, you you're saying to leave the suit, the futures bet ride. Uh, you're all you're all over all the Joe Burrow nicknames. I'm I'm gonna take a guess here and say you're leaning more to the Bengals that will come out on top here. See, in that in that case, with with the futures bet, if I had it, I, I would let it ride just. You have to. You've had it going all I year. I feel that, yeah. But um, no, I'm actually I'm actually going the other way with the Rams. There's there's too much 
too much talent on that roster to go to waste. Plus, like I said before, McVay's already been there. He knows what it takes to win the Super Bowl. I mean, he lost to a Belichick, the greatest coach of all time. I mean, he's going up against a rookie coach who's in his first playoff run of his career. Um, and that stat you brought up before, I mean, you said they're 10-10 and 10 against the spread, so you really don't know which Rams team's going to show up. Exactly. I guess that's the way I'm looking at it. Because I've seen them blow teams out throughout the year. We've all seen that. But then they have these close games where you're like, what's going on here? So it'll be interesting. I mean, if I'm going one way as of right now, I'd definitely buy the point and get it to three and ride with the veterans over in Los Angeles. Yeah, Tony, I believe you kind of given me a very similar take on that. You see, you're you going to be taking like a minus three, minus two and a half, maybe put it with something else, correct? Yeah, I see, I see a close game here. So I'm, I'm going to lower it a little bit. I think it could be a field goal deciding this thing. You don't think it'll be coming off the toe of, a, of an Evan McPherson like all the previous playoff games have? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that offensive line is really going to be a weakness for the Bengals. I think Aaron Donald's going to eat. I I can't disagree with that. Uh, me, we were having a little bit of chat before the game on on what we're uh, thinking about before going into this episode, and uh, me and Mackie were talking. He said the same thing about the offensive line for the Bengals. My take was if the Titans can get nine, I think the Rams can beat that, if not tie it at least. Just another quick little stat going into this game. Obviously, we all know the Rams are the home team. They're going to be wearing white jerseys in this game. Bengals are going to be wearing their black uniforms. The team wearing their white jerseys has won 14 of the last 17 Super Bowls. So that's definitely going to be in play for all of the, the Rams fans out there, especially our two guests both leaning towards the Rams. We also have a, a home Super Bowl yet again. So you back can't, to back years. You can't bring in you can't bring that out of play. Like the the Rams are literally playing a home game in the Super Bowl. Do so. they have any fans though? <laughs> I guess there did might see there might be more Cincinnati fans in LA they, right now did than you there see, are Rams fans. Th- uh, this is just a question for everyone, I it's, guess. Did you see the, the Super Bowl pep rallies for the two teams? The Bengals had theirs at their stadium. Place was obviously sold that. out going Oh nuts. my God, going the Rams, insane. <laughs> the Rams was in a high school field, and it wasn't even that packed. Did you see that? I didn't see it. No, I saw oh the Bengals. Did either of you see that, Ace or Tony? Did you guys see those videos? I think no, I got to look at it. Was it like 10 Rams fans snapping out and like two of them I, were Matt I, Stafford's <laughs> I saw me. It was. I mean, the video was real of the Rams. It was at a high school field in L.A., it was just like a one-sided bleachers thing. Obviously, all the cheerleaders and the teams out on the field. It literally looked like the high school team going to states. The, I saw a meme of Jalen Ramsey running out, and instead of the audio, they just put crickets over it. It was so funny. There was not a fan behind him because they filmed everything from the side where you can't see the fans, so it literally looked like he was the only one on the football field. It was hilarious. But um, Why would they do that at a, at a I, high dude, school football field? I don't know. I guess they couldn't get in SoFi, or they were worried that no one was going to show up to SoFi. Yeah, I guess like it'll look better when with a hundred people at a at a high school field yeah. than a hundred people, and they'd be like, <laughs> "Is this practice?" Like, all right, I'm ready to talk a little bit more against more about the game right here. Jesse, you want to give us some of your trends going into this game? Absolutely. So I got some Super Bowl trends. I got some trends for each of these teams. We'll start off the Super Bowl trends. Teams that have more forced turnovers have only won six of the previous fifty-five Super Bowls straight up. And we're only 8, 36, and 8 against the spread, a cover percentage of 18.6%. So the Rams have 23 and the Bengals have 21. So the Rams fall into that stat there. Since Super Bowl 13 in 1979, 26 teams have scored 30 plus points in the big game. 
Those 26 teams have combined to go 26-2 and two straight up and 23-3 and three against the spread. So if we think one of these teams is going to score over 30 points, take them to win. Super Bowl 36 marks the first time the NFL's championship game was played in February. It has only been played in January once since then. The AFC hopes the game remains in February moving forward as they are 12-7 and in Super Bowls played in the month of February. And my, for my final Super Bowl trend, underdogs are 5-1 and one in the last six Super Bowls with a male-led halftime show. Dr. Dre leading the halftime show with Snoop Dogg, Eminem, and Mary J. Blige. I really like that stat. I really like it. <laughs> I've been looking at it for like a week now. Uh, some team trends. Rams are 2-9 and nine against the spread in their last 11 games versus AFC teams. Rams are 13-5 and five straight up in their last 18 games as the favorite. The Bengals have covered seven straight and are nine and two against the spread in their last eleven. And the Bengals are six and one against the spread in their last seven games as the underdog. Take it away, guys. All right, I'll start us off here talking about the actual game, getting the four points for the Bengals and the money line being a nice little plus one sixty six. Um I'm sitting here right now, I'm leaning Bengals and I'm not too ashamed to say it. Obviously, all the hype around Joe Burrow right now. But um that's not even really why I like the team or why I like my pick right here, but um, I'm just leaning more Bengals, like everyone keeps saying. It's a team of destiny. Like I just, I just keep telling myself, I, I can't see the Bengals winning the Super Bowl. I can't see the Bengals winning the Super Bowl. So that's a, not exactly why I think they're going to win the game. But I think they're here for a reason. Uh, they, like Ace said earlier on in the podcast, they beat the Chiefs now twice. Not only throughout the season, they beat them twice within a month. Both games falling within uh, the month of January. Coming back from down 21 to three in Kansas City. Uh, that's no that's no fluke of a comeback there. I think this Bengals team is different than we've seen, uh, obviously, over the past 30 years uh, with all the years of losing that that team has had to endure in that fan base. But there's not too many injuries on the Bengals side of the ball that I'm looking at that I'm too iffy about, like, say, if they had a, a, a big Jesse Bates out of the lineup in the defensive backfield or uh, even a, T, or, uh, a Mike Hilton. Uh, but the, most of their defense is there. Uh, they're going to be in L.A. ready to play. The only one that's uh, questionable, the, the big name that's questionable for the Bengals is going to be C.J. Ozuma. Obviously, we all saw him go down against the Kansas City Chiefs. He did not practice today, uh, but Bengals coach Zach Taylor said he's still optimistic about the tight end being ready for the Super Bowl. He did come out and say that he's not missing this game. I don't really know how much say he has in the final word of him playing, but if it's up to him, he's playing with a torn ACL, whatever the hell is wrong with him. Yeah, he could just be doing a lot of blocking, a lot, or vice versa. He'll he he'll be bad. playing. He'll be playing in this game. Yeah, I, I I see a situation where he plays in this game. On the Rams side of the ball, obviously we know Robert Woods is out for the season. Dale Henderson is out. Uh, he has a good chance to return for the Super Bowl, according to the young McVeigh. But uh, got a lot of a lot of questionables. You got to assume all these guys are going to play. Whitworth questionable with a knee injury. The old man. Jalen Ramsey, the lockdown corner, he did not practice last Friday uh, with a shoulder injury. Uh, I haven't heard too much about him not playing, so I'm expecting to see Jalen Ramsey in the in the defensive backfield for the Rams. Uh, he's projected to be all over Jamar Chase, but another one, Van Jefferson, the third receiver for the Rams, he's questionable with a knee injury. Cam Akers, questionable shoulder injury. He appears to be absent from a third straight practice. This is as of last Friday. Expects the running back to play in the Super Bowl against Cincinnati, so... I just think there's a lot of question marks on the Rams side of the ball. 
Uh, that being said, that's not, again, that's not really why I'm leaning towards the Bengals in this game. Not too sure if I'm going to take them the win or give them the points here, but I just think the fact that this Bengals team has overcome a lot of adversity this season. Obviously, no one expected them to be here. I had a Super Bowl bet, futures that I placed back in August, Chiefs versus Bucks, and obviously we see how that went. Uh, the Bucks losing divisional round to these Rams and the Chiefs losing to the Bengals in the uh, conference championship round. But, Tony, I want to get your two cents on this as to maybe why you're leaning Rams is what you like, other than maybe that offensive line being such a big factor going up against Aaron Donald in this uh, Rams defense. I just think the Lambs, the Rams are a loaded team this year. I mean, they brought in all these big names. I mean, we know Aaron Donald. They got Von Miller. I just think it's a nasty defense, and I think they got weapons all over the place. They got a bunch of running backs. They got two star receivers. We saw what Cooper Cup did this year. So, I mean, I just think they're going to be hard to stop. I think Rams easily. I think worst-case scenario, Rams by three. Yeah, I um, if I was to make a prediction on this game, I just I just think the Rams are more all-around team. They got the defense defensive uh, firepower on that line. That pass rush is just out of control for that uh for that Bengals weak offensive line, as we saw against the Raiders, giving up nine sacks. I don't know. You could you could say all these things about the Rams, and then you could just say that the Bengals have Joe Burrow, who's playing out of his mind with all the mo- momentum he has going in right now with Jamar Chase. They just they can't be stopped right now, and you know you could say their Cinderella story comes to an end here. But I said that about the, about the Chiefs game too, and then they came out and surprised me with the Chiefs too. I don't know. I I I don't see any value in betting in the Bengals here. I would I would go uh, Rams minus four. Yeah, uh, Ace. I'm gonna jump right in real, real quick before we hand this off to you for your take. But uh, yeah, Mackie, last week me and you or two weeks ago me and you both had the Chiefs with the points. I remember FaceTiming you at halftime. We were making fun of Beal for betting the Bengals' money line. Uh, he had the Bengals' money line and the points, obviously two winners. But um, I was looking really good with the, this minus 6.5. I lowered it from 7 to 6.5. Um, I had 100. I think it was 100 to win whatever it was. I think I got a minus 125. So uh, it was like just over 80 bucks or just under 80 bucks. I literally could have cashed out at halftime. Even up 11, they were going to let me cash out and only loot or – take $11 off my winnings. B- believe me, I wish I would have done that. But um, Ace, let's get your two cents on this game and let's uh, we'll hand it off back to Jesse after you. Yeah, obviously there's a lot of things you have to look at going into this game. I mean, it's the Super Bowl, but um, two very, very different teams. First off, it perplexes me how the, how the Bengals even got to the Super Bowl. Like they were blessed to get into the playoffs by a depleted Ravens roster, underperforming Browns and like, the Big Ben Steelers, right? So then they get in there, and then you don't expect them to beat these teams that they do, especially with such a bad old line, a young defense, a young skill positions, a young coach, and they do that. So it kind of makes you wonder, like, is Joe Barr that guy? Is he, like, special? He's going to do it all himself? And I, I, I don't think so. I mean, he'll do it eventually, but I don't think this is the year. Like Mackie said before, the Rams playing at home, that's so crucial. Like, you're in your stadium. You don't have to worry about traveling and none of that. Like, it's a very familiar atmosphere and something that's unfamiliar to a lot of these players. And then when you go down the roster, that Rams roster, besides quarterback, which is crazy to say considering some people think Matt Stafford was an MVP candidate or one of the top quarterbacks in the league, but that's the only position that I really think, maybe that and kicker, that the Bengals outweigh the Rams is at quarterback. So, I mean, I'm going to go with the Rams here. Like I said, there's too much going their way. McVay's mastermind and he's been there before 
you got guys like Odell Beckham Jr. in the lineup now. Him and Van Jefferson behind Cooper Cup, the best receiver in the league. I don't know how they cover cover all three. You got Higby. They have that trio of running backs who was at Acres and Michelle. I think they have Henderson Jr. too. I don't know if he's still active. Um, but the only thing that I'd, I'd be worried about with the Rams is you saw it last week. Their their secondary depth kind of depleted. They have Eric Weddle who just came out of retirement playing so many snaps. Like that's definitely something that the the Bengals can look to. Uh, take advantage of, especially with all those weapons on the outside. You have Boyd, Higgins, Chase. I would say Uzoma, but we saw that, like Max said, we saw he said he's going to play, but he's going to dress, but is he really going to play? Probably not. So he's not going to be a factor. Um, yeah, it's going to be off to Joe Scheiste to do it all himself, and I don't think so. I think in his first Super Bowl, I don't, I don't know if he can. I think the Rams can put up a lot of points, and it's going to be tough for him to answer all day. Love it, Ace. For myself, I think there's a lot up for question here, are the Bengals defense going to be able to hold Cooper Cup and guys like him to touchdowns or no t- no touchdowns, rather just field goals? Uh, is Joe Burrow going to be able to play well against the Rams defense? It's a tough one. Um, I think the Bengals are just a well-balanced team. And I think there's a lot of lot going their way. But I think it's in a good manner, and I think the plus four is going to be the smart move to go because I think there's going to be a stupid last-second field goal, overtime field goal, something like that, something that just messes everything up. So Bengals money line if you're feeling real confident, plus four. I think plus four is the way I'm riding. A little bit of the over-under on this side of the the board right now, the over-under sitting at 48-and-a-half. Not too. I don't have too many trends about the over-under in the past couple of Super Bowls. That's not usually my favorite bet. It's more just for sake of the conversation. But uh, I see this being a, a lower-scoring game. Uh, I think that 48.5 is going to end up being a sweat. I can see like a, a 24-21 final score going either way. So um, I'm definitely leaning towards the under 48.5. I think it's a slow start for one of the two teams, if not both. I can see a lot of uh, punting to start the game. Maybe like a, a 10-3 score at halftime, something like that. But um, as far as the over-under goes, I don't know if it's – it's probably not going to be on my card, but I'm definitely leaning under. How about you, Maggie? Yeah, I think uh, with what I'm predicting with the Rams controlling most of this game, I think that this game definitely goes under because that's how the you know the Rams defense is going to have to prosper. But um, I don't know. If this, if this game gets out of hand at the end, if Joey B um, – Puts up a few touchdowns real quick. It, it could very well go over, you know? So, I definitely do like the under. I probably won't touch it. But, yeah, it's kind of a kind of a toss-up. Ace, what are you thinking here? Uh, I'm definitely riding with the over here. Um, that's something I looked at with the props. I mean, the anytime touchdown scorers, it wouldn't hurt to have a decent amount of those in. I think that both teams put up above 20 points for sure. I think that the Rams are definitely going to put up over 30 points. With the addition of Odell Beckham Jr., it's so tough for teams to stop them now because they're focused on Cooper Cup and they're focused on getting pressure on Matt Stafford, who sometimes crumbles under it. That's the one thing I'd watch out for. But they're just gonna they convert on third downs. You see Odell making those sideline catches, third down like snags. There's just too many weapons. And going back the other way, like I said before, I know that the pass rush is gonna get through for LA, but Cincinnati has those playmakers where it's gonna be they're gonna they might have to fight their way back into the game but there's going to be a lot of points flying around. 
I definitely can agree with uh, the going over. For someone like my, like I said now a couple times myself, leaning Bengals here, I just think in my situation it's tough to take the Bengals and the under. But my, my only take on why I'm really leaning towards the Bengals here is obviously we know the Rams have been there. A lot of their t- uh, defense is elite and the, even been there with the former Super Bowl MVP, Vaughn Miller, on, on the outside linebacker position. Um, there's just one thing for me that's not ma- really selling me on this Rams team, and that's I can just see a, the the Stafford of early on this season or throughout November where he struggled a lot to get the ball downfield. And obviously we know the, the elite receiver, Cooper Cup, and even like Ace said now, Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know. I just see maybe an early turnover, maybe two from Stafford. Uh, they get to him, and it's it's not a throwing motion. It ends up being rolled a fumble. Maybe a questionable call. We always have one of those in the Super Bowl that can really turn the tide of the game. But, um, yeah, I just think in this situation it's tough to take the Bengals and the under uh, because I think if the Bengals are going to win this game, they're going to have to be keeping up the pace and show that they can put up points on this elite Rams defense. With that being said, I, I definitely am leaning more towards the Bengals than that under pick. But I definitely, as I've said now a couple times, not an over-unders guy. I haven't been one all season. I don't think I've had one on my card all season. But uh, that 48 and a half, they, they, everyone keeps saying, if you like the under, you should wait on it until right before kickoff. It's only going up. So um, if you're ace, I don't know how much you bet on the over-unders of games. I, I don't believe you're too into that, but I could be wrong on that. But everyone's saying if you like an over, you should snap it in as early as possible. As this game did open at 46. Yeah, you're right. I, I usually don't throw in that too much, but I do agree. That seems so low to me. I'm surprised. Up up until – I, I got one thing to say. Up until these playoffs, I was all there for the Matt, Matt Stafford slander, and I, everyone said he was overrated, and I never really thought he was that good. I think he also had an overrated regular season, but he has – tremendously excelled in these playoff games and he's honestly proved that he's been waiting for this moment for 10 what was he 13 years in Detroit a lot uh, and I'm a, I'm a Georgia fan I like Georgia football and I usually support their players going into the pros he's a Georgia Georgia alumni football alumni I should say I don't know if he actually graduated from there that's a whole different point but um in this game, I just don't see too much coming off the arm of Stafford. I think if they're going to win this game, they're going to have to exploit the Bengals' defense in different ways. Um, maybe a lot of short passes where the the Bengals kind of know they're going to play their cover two or man defense and get back uh, in the way deep and kind of prevent the Rams from throwing the ball deep to Cup and Van Jefferson. I think you're going to see a lot of OBJ in this game. I think a lot of slant routes coming out. I, the one prop that I did like before we get into the props is I saw Odell set at five receptions. I think that's going to be a hit. I think he goes way over. I think he gets around seven, eight receptions uh, with how heavily guarded the uh, Cooper Cup is supposed to be with, with Mike Hilton and even on the side of Jesse Bates. So uh, this Rams defense – or the Bengals, sorry. The Bengals defensive backfield has been – They've gotten the job done all season. Uh, like I said, coming back against the Chiefs, absolutely shutting down Tyreek Hill. I'm just I'm leaning Bengals here, and I, I don't know if I'm going to give them the points or take the money line, but there's a lot of question marks around this game that I, I'm just not sold on yet that I can't make my pick yet. But um, as far as that goes, uh, I'll be waiting until Saturday when the card comes out to make my pick. Ace, I got we got a couple more that we're going to get into here. Um, now, I'm going to load... I'm going to load up the FanDuel app and get the exact odds on, on everything that's current right here. Uh, we're going to start to get into more of the player props of the game. Uh, we'll start out with the anytime touchdown scores. 
Or actually, we'll start out with the first touchdown. Ace, do you have any take on the first touchdown? Do you need me to read you some odds off, or you kind of know who's going to be favored and what you're going to like? Yeah, I've looked, I've looked at the anytime touchdown scores for a decent amount, so I kind of know who's going to be favored for that first touchdown score. Um, the only thing that's going to keep it interesting throughout for both of those types of props is the, uh, the way that these coaches play the game. I mean... If, are they going to keep it close to the vest and play conservative? Or are they going to continue the trends that they've been doing all year? And that's what I think they're going to do in this game is stick to their guns. So I, I could definitely see, I know everybody's going to say this, I could see Cooper Cup scoring the first touchdown in the Super Bowl. That'd be pretty easy. Um, that's what I'd definitely go with. On the Bengals side, I wouldn't I wouldn't look at anyone. There's nothing. Maybe Joe Mixon. That's who I'd, I'd guess. There's a lot of anytime touchdown scores I have in mind, but we can get to that when, when you want to. Yeah. Um, I actually already have a bet in place. I was up some good money last week, and I uh, found a little play on DraftKings. They do the little same-game parlays for you where they build them out. One that I actually ended up placing, it's a very long shot, plus thirty six or plus 3,500 odds. It's a Cooper Cup first touchdown with uh, a Jamar Chase second touchdown. I put 100 bucks on it to try to win 3,500. I mean – that's one where you see those odds. If you like it, you got to take it. Um, that's my kind of scenario where if I saw that and I didn't take it, it probably would hit. But uh, I'm going to go into the game with that in my bet slip as I have it already placed. I have for about a couple days now. So I definitely agree with you going Cooper Cup on the first touchdown. And for someone that's you know going to be rooting for the Bengals in this game, I, I, I'm not going to go too crazy thinking they score the first touchdown. They get all these anytime touchdown scores. I do think the Rams get on the board first, and that's the only thing that's shying me away. If I'm going to back the Bengals, I might want to – it's just scary because you take the chance of if the Bengals do go up, the odds are going to drop heavily, and it's going to be more of a pick game even if the Bengals can stick around plus 110, 120. Um, I do see Cooper Cup getting in the end zone first. That was my play a couple weeks ago in the Cardinals game, in the wild card game I hit on Odell. Uh, I don't see a situation where Odell gets in first here. Um, not that he won't be targeted throughout the game. Like I said, I like his receiving prop, but first touchdown, and like I said, a lot of people are going to be saying it, but I like Cooper Cup. He's only sitting at 490 on FanDuel. I see him at 550 on every other app I have, so I'm definitely going to be using one of my other apps as we are not sponsored by FanDuel. So uh, definitely going to be shopping smart and getting the better odds on that. So Cooper Cup, 490. Cam Akers, plus 650. Joe Mixon, plus 700. Jamar Chase plus 800, Odell 900, and T. Higgins plus 1,200 to round out that top six. Mac, do you have any interest in any of those plays or anyone that's not on that board that you like? Yeah, um, I think if you're going to go with a Bengals player, you're going to go Jamar Chase. I don't see the value in uh, Joe Mixon. I think Jamar Chase gets the ball a lot a lot more uh, in, the, in the red zone a good amount. Um, who else? No, T. Higgins plus twelve hundred for good for good reason. I don't really see him going, getting in the end zone first. Cooper Cup, obviously the obvious answer here. Is um I'm surprised Sony Sony Michelle's not up there. Him and Cam Akers just kind of split split uh carries, especially in the red zone. They get they get the ball to Sony Michelle a lot. So I like Sony Michelle too. Sony Michelle, he's sitting right right after T. Higgins. He's the one that uh, he's sitting at number seven. He's going to be tied with Tyler Boyd at plus thirteen hundred. Yeah, but I don't understand why Cam Akers is plus six. I mean, I guess he is the the, the ball to the, pri- the primary back. You would say, but multiple times uh, last weekend, I guess you could say two weekends ago, 
uh, they were in the Red Zone Cinema Show was out there, and Cam Akers was on the sideline. So yeah, yeah, I mean, and it's been seen all season as the Rams get down near the goal line, they definitely sub out Akers and bring in Michelle. So. Uh, and that being said, I don't see a situation where Akers kind of breaks a long run. Maybe the Brams are sitting at the 40, 30 yard line of the Bengals and kind of gets in for a 25 plus yard rushing touchdown for the first touchdown. Not to be said that he can't do it, but usually the Rams, at least every time I've had one of their first touchdowns, they're sitting kind of right around the inside the 10. They got the first or second and goal. And, um, they, you always see Sony Michelle, the former Patriots sub in and you can't score the first touchdown if you're not on the field. And, Again, that's not a guaranteed fact that they bring in Michelle, but that 1300, I agree, it should be sitting a little lower. I'm thinking, I mean, it's a tough one because, like Mackie said, Cooper Cup is the easy answer. I think Jamar Chase is going to put it in. I think he'd be a smart move for an anytime touchdown. I believe he's like plus 165 or something along those lines. Um, plus 110. I think he's a smart move for an anytime touchdown. I know we're talking about the first touchdown, but. Cooper Cup or Jamar Chase, depending on which team. I think. It, do you think it's going to be a score on the first drive? No, I I, I think the first first drive's punt, hundred percent. I don't I don't even care who gets the ball. I don't think this comes out to a fast. I don't think this is a fast start to a to a high scoring Super Bowl. I think the defense. This is more of a defensive game, if if anything. For at least for the first quarter, let, let them like get a feel for it. You got two quarterbacks that have never played in the Super Bowl before. You got a lot of nerves going through their body. So, two new, well, not two new teams, but one new team, one new quarterback. I could just see a slow start to this game. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning the same way. I think it's going to be a slow start. Uh, maybe get hit a first half under. Not sure what it's sitting at right now, but I definitely am liking the, the fact that the, the first drop to be a punt, like I said, don't really know who gets the ball first. I, I hate to say that I, I, I'm liking my chances on that plus 3,500 bet. Obviously, the odds are very long. To just to get the ball to your number one receivers, obviously they're going to be guys that are covered, but you know each quarterback's looking at their number one guy every play, seeing where he's at on the field. So as probably 70% of the Rams' plays are drawn up for Cooper Cup, uh, the other 20 go to Odell and maybe 10 just for whoever else is on the field, a Van Jefferson or Tyler Higby perhaps. Um, not too sure if he's a full slate to go in this game. I heard he's had some injury issues over the past couple weeks. We'll get into these anytime touchdowns, or actually, quick little side note, Higby is questionable. McVay, when asked Monday whether Higby's knee will be ready to practice in the coming days, McVay said, replied, I don't think so. So, I think if Higby's going to play in this game, it's going to be more of a last-second decision to get him on the field, but let's start to look at some of these anytime touchdown scores. We'll get into that right now with the favorite, obviously, being the Triple Crown winner. Uh, Cooper Cup sitting at minus 165. When this game opened up, Cooper Cup started out as a minus 200 anytime touchdown score. So um, with all the odds going up, Jamar Chase opened at minus 105. He's now plus 110. And Akers was a minus 120, I believe. So all these odds are actually going up. That tells me one thing, that the bookmakers think this is going to be a lower scoring game where the the aspect of the touchdowns are going to be kind of harder to come by for these teams either going either way so but I think that if you're looking for a little parlay boost I think Cooper Cup definitely gets in the end zone obviously I think he's going to get in first but definitely see some value in the 165 if you're going to put it with something else I don't know if I'm laying 165 to win one Huff what about your defensive touchdowns the Rams coming in at plus 600 and the 
Bengals coming in at plus 700. Regardless of if it happens, there's no value in a defensive touchdown in a game. I just can't. You gotta, you gotta bank on so much to happen. Oh yeah, but surprisingly, I believe I think there's more value. Not even just because of the odds in the Cincinnati defense. I think the the likeliness of Stafford to throw an interception here. He has the heavier odds to throw the interception in the game. Uh, last time I checked, he was sitting at minus one sixty four to throw a touchdown or throw an interception. Sorry, but um. Minus 172 for Stafford to throw an interception and minus 132 uh, for Burrow to throw an interception. But that's not to be said that a receiver can't fumble the ball, a tip ball. Um, so anything can happen. But, yeah, I'm kind of with Mackey on that. That's, uh, it's not a pick I'd be taking. It's almost more if – if I have the balls to think a defense is going to score a touchdown, it's almost like I'd rather just take it first for the good pay. Don't you agree? Exactly. It's gonna, you're going to come out of the game and start it right away. Like that, If you're going to – I don't think so. No shot. No shot. Because well, the thing is, you got to look at it this way too. If you're if you're saying that the only score you think is going to be defensive is going to be a cheap one early, then why wouldn't you just cover yourself by getting a cheap one late on a last ditch effort? I agree with what you're saying there. So. All right. Well, then you'll bet it either first touchdown or last touchdown. You don't bet any time. No, I take it any time. No, <laughs> you're gonna take. You're gonna. Okay. So you're gonna take. Um, you're gonna take LA Rams plus six hundred anytime defense plus six hundred anytime over Stafford plus eight hundred. Hmm. What's Joe Burrow? I actually really like Joe Burrow's odds to get in the end zone here. Um, he's I like he's Burrow better than Stafford. Anytime. I like Burrow to get in. I like Burrow to get in better than Stafford in the Rams defense, but I like the Rams defense to get in more than Matt Stafford. No, come on, dude. What about a one-yard QB sneak? Like, they just need to get in the, the end zone. And the Rams do run a lot How many of, of those has Matt Stafford had this year? What did you say? I feel like Matt, like I couldn't, unless there's a good number that you found, I don't think I've seen him do that very much. Usually they get the push and get it in with the running back. But, like, what if they do? Yeah, I mean, what if? You're on the, <laughs> you know, you're on the inch. You're on the inch yard line. The, the obviously, like the the smart thing to do is just run a QB sneak to get three inches. Whatever. I don't know. I just feel like the Rams games I've watched this year, they've they've ran it in. They have a good push with that O line. They usually run it right in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you're not wrong. Me and Mac here just reaching just for some rise. big pay. Don't, you can't hate. A- uh, my my <laughs> argument is that there's always somebody with better odds that you can get over a. A defense or a defense like i just you just can't bank well, on the a good defense. thing is isn't it defense special teams though too yeah 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 okay you're gonna bank on a kick on a kick return or a punt return that happens less no, no, no i'm just adding adding more of the reason why i'd take it over stafford okay yeah you're not wrong the last i i i like your argument yeah i definitely i definitely like, agree with what both of you are saying um but i i don't know i can't i don't see too much value in the Rams sitting at 600 on the anytime uh, like I said, if I see it, I feel like McVeigh's the type of guy that like will force feed Cam Akers a touchdown before he gives Matt Stafford that one yard freebie. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, McVeigh's definitely that type of guy. Just go old school, fucking run the ball up the middle. Yeah, just to get his ACL torn guy that free touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, with the anytime, there's a lot of value all over the board here. Like I said, a lot of these odds going in the upward direction is, uh, like I said, I think that means the bookmakers are seeing an under here, but can't prove that. But um, yeah, I think Burrow is sitting at plus 650. I think there's a very likely chance, not very, but a good chance that he kind of scrambles out and you see Mr. Joe Burr sneak in the end zone on a little rush play. Uh, maybe like a second, third and goal. The whole play breaks down and you see Burrow have to make a play with his feet. 
Joe Burrow on the bootleg, I could see him getting in with that. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, like an eight-yard rush, something like that. Yeah, eight, like five to eight, something. Like that. Yeah. So, um, if if you Ace, if you had to pick someone, one player from each team on the value side of any time touchdown score, can be Cooper Cup minus one sixty-five. Like I said, if you see value, you see value. Um, who do you I, like for both I like teams? Van Jefferson Jr. Van Jefferson for the Rams. Yeah, Van Jefferson for the Rams for sure. For any time I mean, or first? Anytime. Wow. Plus three hundred. That's good odds for a receiver. Yeah. Um. He 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 targets a lot. I mean, they have they have three. They're going to be looking at Cooper Cup. They're going to be looking at Odell Beckham Jr. and Van Jefferson. How many times have you seen him this year with like a sixty-yard bomb walking down the field? Right. Yeah. Now, is a side is a side for the Bengals uh, on an anytime touchdown score. Who do you see value for wearing the wearing the tiger stripes on Sunday? Hmm. I mean, some interesting value would be. I I didn't think about this until like yesterday. Actually, with Uzuma saying he's gonna play. To me, that means he's just gonna dress. Honestly, that's why I think I don't think he plays. So who's their backup tight end? Because Joe Bar likes to use his tight ends in the red zone. Is it Drew Sample? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that, he has that the guy same probably odds. has a very he, high odds. He has the same odds as Ozuma, so take that for what it's worth on a on taking Ozuma anytime. Yeah, so I wouldn't take Ozuma any props. You know what would be interesting? You look at him for the under on everything. Yeah. Uh, I let me see what his receiving prop said at as we can we'll get into that stuff further on, but just for the sake of this conversation. He actually doesn't have Because a rec- I like Drew Sample. I mean that's just more of a that's a very long shot bet as Drew Sample. But if I were to look for some value on that side, someone like, uh, what's his name, Samaj P. Ryan? Yeah. Someone that spells Joe Mixon in the red zone, uh, vultures those touchdowns. He got one last week or last game for them, I believe. Yeah, he got their first team touchdown. He got the one to make it 21-10 at the end of the half, and we all know what happened after that. So uh, he definitely started that Bengals comeback there with that nice little long, I believe it was a reception if I'm not. Am I am I right on that saying it's a, it was a catch? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was a pass behind the line of scrimmage yeah. like right at it. yeah. He, he broke a couple. And the other thing is you have to remember, Joe Mixon, like throughout his career, he always gets dinged up. I could see him on the sideline for at least a series. Yeah. And they have to go to they have to rely on P. Ryan in the passing game to, to get this to right. get the ball downfield. Especially if they fall behind late, you're going to see P. Ryan in the backfield more often than not. You guys are really reaching here. <laughs> hey, you're reaching for some, some extra it's value. I mean, you got one game we left. We're reaching all over the board. <laughs> If like the people that I really think are going to score, obviously Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr. is definitely going to score a touchdown. Um, I really Joe think Mixon, that, I, like. I really think Odell gets in the end zone here. Odell is definitely getting in the end zone in the Super Bowl on national TV. He's dancing at halftime. If if half they win, way. if they win, he gets in the end zone. That's a good point. Yeah. If they lose, Matt Stafford's going to have an abysmal game. You think? Yep. I don't think I don't think the Rams losing a shootout. Their defense is too good. They're not gonna give up. Like, I think the Rams. I think the Rams could blow them out. It kind of reminds me of like you think when Cam Newton had. You Cam Newton had that MVP season and he went to the Super Bowl and everybody's all hyped up and they played a significantly better team. You're, and got you're right. It does kind of remind you of that. But you think that in a shootout, like the like the Chiefs, like the like the Chiefs Bengals game, Joey Joey B is gonna lose that game. I think so because I think that the. Rams secondary, or not even second, the Rams defense would make a play before the they'd make a play that the Chiefs didn't make. I think if the Rams give Joey B a chance to win this game, he's going to take that chance. I, I if it's if it's a close game, I think that he. Yeah, and I, Do you think Jalen Ramsey gets an interception? 
Honestly, no. no he doesn't. I, he doesn't come up in big games. He hasn't throughout his whole career. He's uh, honestly, I like I. You might hate me for this, but he's honestly the most overrated. He's the corner. He's the most overrated corner of all time. I swear to God, he's the most. Oh, uh, he's pretty good though. What? You know what he is? He's a ball hawk. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's a like a, my my thing with defensive backs is you were such a you were such a good wide receiver that you couldn't catch the ball, so you transitioned over to the defensive side of things. Honestly, cornerbacks are literally just wide receivers that didn't make it, that didn't couldn't catch the ball consistently. Okay, yeah, or catch the What's ball. Yeah, Jackson. they're just le- they're just, just less athletic. I mean, I'm gonna uh, like I said, Ramsey hasn't been known to come up in the big game. I don't know. Well, he was on the Rams. Was he? He was on the Rams against the Patriots, right? Or was he still a Jaguar? He was still a no, Jaguar. Played, I think we beat the Jaguars played, to get there. He um he played Tom Brady in that AFC Championship game. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And yeah, Brady lit him playing. up. Yeah, yeah. That was the game. That was the game when Jalen Ramsey. Blake Bortles. Said, it was almost Blake Bortles versus fucking Nick Foles in the fucking. Yeah, that would have been a brutal Super Bowl. And the craziest thing was that wasn't even the year that uh, Brady won one. Brady won it the year after. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, you ever see yeah, that picture of those four, those four, three, whatever it was? Yeah, you ever see that picture of those four quarterbacks all walking down like towards the stadium? Bortles, it's Brady, cousins. Bortles, Cousins, and uh, Nick Foles, and the caption is the craziest thing is Brady didn't even win it this year. He almost did. It was almost a Bortles Foles Super Bowl. Yeah, that was the year the Steelers lost. Uh, that was a home playoff game. The Steelers, the Jacksonville Jaguars, came in and just absolutely dogged my Steelers. But uh, back to, back to this defense side talk for the Rams. Um, Obviously, they know they have the weapons. This is a super team that they paid for. They definitely paid all the big money for the the big names, like like I said. Now Von Miller, Von Miller. It's just and like you said, Weddle coming out of retirement. They had to get him back as they had the hole at the safety position. I think Burrow. Yeah, back to what Mackey said in a shootout. I I like Burrow's chance to get them in field goal range, and in a dome, McPherson is not missing. That being said, I don't think it's going to be that close of a game. I think the Rams cover the spread, but I'm just saying if it does come down to that, I think Joey B comes down on top. Yeah, like if I if I had to think of the game, like by shootout, I don't mean like back and forth shootout. I just I, – I think that the Rams go ahead early. I think one of the bets I'd look at is like a race to 10 Rams. That's, that's a good bet right there. Rams um, first half minus three. I'm a, yeah, I'm something like that's interesting. That first, what's the first quarter line? That's something to even look at. So I think the Rams, you're at home in the Super Bowl. Like, you should come out hot. The thing about a first quarter line is that it could either be like three or it could be one, and it's basically the same thing. Or it could be two, two and a half, and it could be one. It's the same thing. First quarter spread is sitting at Rams minus a half. Obviously, the Bengals plus a half. The Bengals plus a half is minus 136. Rams minus a half is plus 112. That tells me they think there's going to be a tie. They think it's going to come out strong, yeah, slow. I'm, yeah, that, that obviously the, the tie is what could kill you. But I think at home, I mean, Joe Burrow hasn't even seen the Rams yet this year. And it, he saw the Chiefs already earlier in the season. He put up, what, over 30 points. They saw him again, but it took him a half to get going. On the road against an even better defense, probably one of the best defenses he's seen all year, I don't think it, he gets going right away. He did play that Pittsburgh defense twice this year. Lit he's, him up both times. He's he's figured out some serious defenses. He's, he's just so, he's just a tough player to play to bet against. Like he's 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 an elite player. He wins games. Like he's he's a I'm, winner. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't have the Bengals in that game against the Raiders. Mackie, you had the Raiders. Jesse, you had the Bengals in that game. I just had a couple props. I've learned my lesson betting against the Bengals this year, and 
I'm at the point where I'm going to either live or die with them at this point. They've lost. I've lost too much money betting against them. Last week, the Chiefs. The week before that, I'm blanking. Who they play in the divisional round? Division round, they play the Titans. Titans. I had them against the Titans. That was the. That was. I knew I bet on them at one point during the during the playoffs. Damn. We. Yeah. I was going to say we all just blanked there. I knew it went Raiders, someone Chiefs. I knew they didn't play the Ra- the Raiders. I lost in the first round, so I did bet bet on them when we, when they played the Titans, though. I yeah. did have them. I just I, that game. We'll, we'll go back real quick. That game against the Titans. I mean, everyone keeps saying how bad that offensive line is, and I mean the adversity that Burrow was facing that game, go, getting sacked nine times, the field position that he was faced with. Obviously, it got him off the field at some points, but even in that Chiefs game, it'll be a third and nine, and you'll see him scramble for eleven yards. I mean. Obviously, everyone knows how pass-heavy this Bengals offense is, and uh, the defense is going to be dropping back, playing a lot of man defense, cover two. I think in that situation, that tells Burrow, you know, I'm a young guy, might not be the fastest guy in the world, but I can still get around, and if I take a hit, I can get back up. But obviously, you got to think he's thinking, or I mean, last year tearing his ACL, it doesn't seem that he's having too much remorse from that injury. Uh, He looks pretty good running the ball around right now. So in that situation, if I see the rant, or if I see the Bengals have a long third down, I mean, within give or take like third and ten or shorter, I mean, like it should be, unless he takes another sack like he did in all those Titans games or all those Titans drives. I mean, I I'm not knocking out Burrow to get a, cu- a good amount of rushing yards in this game. Like I said, I like him to get rush one in the end zone. Uh, as far as the rushing prop for Burrow, where he's going to be sitting at, let's get official number here, ten and a half yards. I love the over on that. Anyone else agree with me, or is anyone leaning more towards Burrow under ten and a half? I'm definitely with you on the ten and a half over ten and a half yards for Joe Burrow. I mean, if you're if you're betting on the the Bengals, though, obviously it'll be tough. You know, at the end, if he's uh, kneeling out some uh, yards at the end, they could screw you. We saw but that with uh, Pat Mahomes two years ago. That one play. If you think about it, that's just one first down he has to convert himself. So if he can if he can buy some time with his feet, pick up one first down during this game himself, then you should be good. Yeah, um, I don't know, Jesse. What are you thinking? You think he can get more than ten, more than eleven yards, or eleven yards? I absolutely think he can get more than eleven yards. He's, he runs the ball at some point, and he gets those little one and two yard plays, and like when they go for it on fourth down and stuff, he, he's going to get eleven yards. I think. Right. Back to what Ace said. Ace did have a good point there. I always forget about the in the victory formation. You're gonna lose two, maybe three on the double step back. Dude, Mahomes lost like eight or nine because he like he was trying to waste time. He was doing the double take. He was trying to waste time and he was running around back there and then he would lose like six yards, yeah. seven yards. That's the thing about taking a quarterback rushing prop is unless it's like Lamar Jackson where he's gonna he could have the chance to break a fifty yard rush, that it's not even a touchdown. But um, Burrow's odds here for ten and a half minus one ten. I I. I like the over on that, uh, Ace. I'm not gonna lie, what you said is kind of scaring me away from making that a pick. I just, I just feel like it's, uh, it's, it's a number that's like too good to be true. Like, why is it only 11 yards? Why is it only 10 and a half? I think because of exactly what we're talking about right now. Yeah. One reason that he can go. One reason that he might actually be a good bet for 10 and a half yards, though, is like you've said before, Joe Barrow has been carrying this team. He goes that extra length. He's like the ultra competitor. So he's going to grind it out if they're losing late in the game. If, he's going to make sure he stays in bounds to take that hit to gain an extra yard. He'll do it himself if he has to, I think. If, he, if he's in that situation where he has nothing open and he needs 11 yards, he'll get 12 yards. Like he's That's just the way he plays late in games. You saw it, last, you saw it uh, against the Chiefs. You saw it against the Titans. He just extends plays, and he, he 
ultimately ultimately uh, gets a first down on third downs that he needs. So, you know, I feel like over ten and a half here is an is an easy bet, but I don't know. I feel like everyone's gonna say the same thing. And when does Vegas ever lose? You know, so. Yeah, talking about the quarterbacks, we'll get right into the passing props. We got Burrow sitting at 276.5 and, and Matt Stafford 281.5. So, Ace, we'll start with you. Which quarterback are you leaning more on their over? Or do you like them both to go under? What are you thinking with those numbers? 276 for Burrow and 281 for Stafford. Well, I'm just going to stick with my trends that I've been saying all night. I think that it's going to be an over game, and I think they're undervaluing the talent that these two quarterbacks have in their arm. I mean, they could put up they could both put up 50 yards with one pass, right? They're not going to rely on their – at least I don't think they're going to rely on a mix-and-run game too much. Like I said before, I think the Rams come out. I think they could have a chance of blowing them out. I'd look at an alternate spread, but I'd, I'd like them to both throw for 300, hit that, that century mark, whatever they call it. Honestly, um, I agree. I think that even with a low-scoring game, they can both still throw, throw for over uh... – 250, what is it, 270, 276, 281, is that what the... 276 and 281. Yeah, I think that they could definitely both go over that. Going back, we'll lean right into the player passing touchdowns. I mean, I think these quarterbacks are set right where they should be. As Burrow set at one and a half with the heavy minus on the over at minus 154. And Stafford's actually sitting at two and a half with the under being minus 200. Do you guys see any value in those picks? Mackie, we'll start with you. No, not really, because... I mean, it's a Super Bowl. Like, we've seen how many times have, like, we've seen teams do something crazy to get into the end zone. Like, it's not very easy to get into the end zone. So, you know, you can do, like, you can see a Jamar Chase passing touchdown at some point. Like, when you're inside the red zone, there's no telling, like, what's going to happen. I don't, so I don't know. I think that it could be, like, a rushing touchdown or there's just so many things that could happen that could avoid them from getting, throwing a touchdown. Jesse, what are you thinking on those? I don't think I'm going to touch it, and I don't see any value. Minus 154 for over and a half for Joe Burrow. Under two and a half for Matt Stafford at minus 200. I really don't think there's any value there. Like, is Joe Burrow going to put up two passing touchdowns? Like, I don't, I don't really know. Not if it's an under. Yeah, I, I think the only value here is maybe taking, if you see Stafford kind of balling out in this game, like I said, which I don't. I, I do see some value in his over two and a half to get one, one to Cup, one to Odell, and uh, like a sneaky one to his tight end or something. You know what I mean? Akers out of the backfield, Michelle out of the backfield. He's known to use his running backs in the passing game. Yeah, as far as the passing touchdowns, I'm not seeing too much too much value in those. But as far as the passing yards, I'm, I'm leaning on the over for Burrow and the under for Stafford just to make a couple picks there. But um, – we're going to use that to go right into the receiving props. Who are these yards going to be going to from these quarter from these elite quarterbacks' arms here? Um, just to get into a couple, we'll name the two big receivers and maybe the running backs. We got for the Bengals, Jamar Chase, 78.5. T. Higgins, 69.5. Cooper Cup, 105.5. And, a half. and uh, we'll go Odell, 62.5. And, a half, and uh, we'll, go, we'll go right to the running backs here. 
Joe Mixon, 24.5, and Akers, 16.5. So uh, I'll start us off here. I, I got a little trend about this one with the receiving props. Uh, Joe Mixon has not gone under on his receiving props since week 16 of this NFL season, being 5-0 and in the last five weeks, obviously, uh, going over week 17, 18, wild card, divisional round, and last week or two weeks ago against the Chiefs. So uh, I guess we'll start with Mixon. Does anyone see any value in Mixon over 24.5 receiving yards? Keep in mind the Bengals are five and zero in those games. So, yeah, absolutely. Passing game. I'm not huge. I'm not huge on Mixon to catch the ball out of the backfield. I see his work truly coming in the ground game. Yeah, I don't see much value in um in these picks. Cooper Cup sitting at one hundred five and a half. It's such a high number, but it's so it's so doable for him. We've seen it game in game out. He gets a hundred plus receiving yards. So. I don't know who's to say this. I like Cooper Cup too a lot. I mean, you you have to think he goes over 100 in the big game. He's the receiver of the year. Yeah, it's not even like he's playing like best defense he's played. Like, he's probably actually one of the worst. He's playing Eli Apple. Probably one of the worst defenses he's played. You know, one of the worst matchups he has. So, you know. You know they're how- lining Hilton up on his side. They're not going to deal. Zach Taylor is not going to line up Eli Apple across from him. He's going to. <laughs> oh, I hope we see that. He's going to have to guard him at least sometimes. You know, there's so many weapons on that team. Yeah. And, uh, Mackie, we were sending the memes back Beckham and forth. Jr. feast on the apple? What'd you say? You're going to let Odell Beckham Jr. feast on the apple? I, I, I think you have a better chance at that than letting Were they Giants teammates? Yeah. They were, right? Is he in the boat pick? <laughs> <laughs> that boat pick is so cursed. <laughs> is he in the boat pick? That was so funny because, like, I, I'm, I'm from New York, obviously, so, like, all my friends going up were Giants fans, and they were, like, so cocky about that shit. And right after that boat pick, you know, that franchise hit the <laughs> fucking hell. They hit hell. That was such a funny I bet you take. A, I bet you Eli Apple wasn't cool enough to be on the boat. Yeah, he, he, he wasn't invited the to the team. boat. He wasn't invited to the boat. No shot. <laughs> but uh, one the that I'm looking pick. at, Jamar Chase, obviously, they're, they're going to be heavily guarding him. So I'm more leaning towards like a maybe like a Tyler Boyd over 39 and a half. They're going to have to get that ball somewhere. And Higgins has been shown that uh, he's going to dr- he can drop the ball in any given play. He's had his chances throughout these playoffs to get in the end zone and dropping the ball a couple games in a row and consistently throughout the course of these playoffs. Uh, I mean, if you're going to cover Chase, maybe even double cover Chase, I like the, I like the Pitt alumni to get in uh, over on the 40 or the 39 and a half, the over of sitting on that minus 114. So, uh, like I said, Bro's got to get the ball somewhere. I do like Mixon's over, but not going to be leaning more towards that. I like that stat. He's 5-0 and in his past five games, but none of these receiving props are really jumping off the table at me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, Huff, what's the uh, receiving prop set at for Odell Beckham Jr. for receptions? Receptions? Yep. Five and a half. Uh, I, when I saw it last, it was sitting at five. The five and a half over is now sitting plus 116. Yeah, I like that a lot. I do like That's that. That's a over. go-to guy in, cr- in crucial situations like third down, red zone. Like they're gonna scheme the ball to thirteen. Three. Ob three. Ob three. Oh yeah, he's doing three now. I forgot about that. Yeah, you can't reach back like one three anymore if you don't wear one three. Right. I mean, hey, he's still got a, he's still got the three in him though. You can still see that juice. You yeah. think you think that he wasn't gonna be one of the players to change his number? 
Really? Out of you know, he needs to fucking. He had to get that LSU number. Yeah, you're not wrong. Was he three at LSU? He was three at LSU, and Landry was eighty. That's why Landry was eighty in the pro. That's a, that's probably why Landry's Odell picked thirteen. He was like, all right, if I can't be three, I'll just be thirteen. Yeah, definitely. So I guess I'm riding with Jarvis Landry then. He's not in this game. Yeah, he's not in this game, but he's riding with the Rams. <laughs> Do you see him join the press conference or media day? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was pretty sick. I'm not go get lie. a Super Bowl. Shut up. You just mad you're not there. He, all that hate against the Browns for Odell, and it, it was his fault. Now he look where he is. He's in the big game, but um, it wasn't his fault. Yeah, exactly. It's that oh, guy named were... or it's that guy named Baker Mayfield. Guy that can't throw football. Real quick before A signs off with us, we're gonna look at these rushing props. Mixon sixty and a half. Acres sixty five and a half. We already said Burrow ten and a half. Stafford five and a half. And Piron uh, two and a half for the rushing yards. Your boy Piron. My boy. Me and Ace's boy Piron. Can, can he get three yards, Ace? Can Joe Mixon stay healthy a full game? And my answer is still no. So I think he can't. <laughs> so you're leaning on the over for Piron at two and a half. I wouldn't be betting on it, but if you had to ask me who, if I think he gets three yards, I think I could get three yards. So. <laughs> I can't agree yeah. more. You know, you need the opportunity, so. Right. He could definitely goes get down. Someone's got to tote the rock. He could, but I do really. If I had to, if I had to pick one of those rushing props, I like Joe Burrow the best, probably. We've seen him. You all remember that that highlight last year when he went through spinning through defenders for like one of his first career touchdowns. It was a twenty yard run. Yeah, who was he playing? The Jaguars. <laughs> Yeah, whoever though, but that just shows you this guy's willing to do whatever it takes. I think he'll put his life on the line to get extra yardage when he needs to. Especially being from Ohio, get like you t- you heard the interview him. What does this mean to you being from Ohio? He, he's he's the most cocky guy that's also like calm at the same time. Like he's not like Jalen Ramsey or any of these big name guys where he's going to tell you I'm the greatest thing never happened to this team. I'm the best. I'm the best. He just gives like subtle cocky answers that they tell you it's almost more confidence instead of cockiness. Like he definitely doesn't lack confidence in any sort of the the way of the word. But I mean, he's he's basically just saying check the stats. Like, exactly. Look, check he, it. Check his resume. Like yeah. it's it's good enough to speak for itself. Joe Burrow believes the ball does not lie, which it doesn't. Exactly. <laughs> Joe Burrow believes in himself. As as far as these rushing props, I'm probably leaning Burrow over, and um. I don't know. It's a tough situation for really either of these teams. They go down like like we've heard and we all know as they go down the the passing prop or the passing yards start to come more into play to get that clock stopped. Yeah, I think my favorite out of those lists is Burrow. I think he ends this game with around 23, 24 rushing yards. I really do. And that's before all the kneels if he does end up getting a chance to win this game in the victory formation. Uh, then I like my chances to maybe sitting around 16, 15 yards and still hit that over. All righty. Uh, our guests are going to sign us off here. Tony, you're going to start us off here, sign us off, and then uh, we'll lead it over to Ace. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. I'll be back on soon, and I will leave you with this. My favorite player prop is Joe Mixon, under 62.5 rushing yards. I think the Bengals get down early and have to resort to passing. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, Ace. Uh Thanks for coming. You got anything you want to say to the fans before you get out of here? We'll we'll get your picks and stuff off you guys uh, going into this weekend. If you want to make a card, I'm gonna have you guys on the card, obviously. 
if you want to sign off here before you head out, that'd be let us know what you have to say to the people. Yeah, first off, I just want to thank you guys for uh, having me, and thanks to everyone for listening. Um, but yeah, let's look forward to a good Super Bowl here. Um, one interesting pick for anybody else out there. Uh, I think Doritos will have the best Super Bowl commercial, so you can lock that one in now. But I'll get you the rest of mine uh, over the next few days, so we can get it out for the big game. Yeah, uh, love it, Ace. Ace and Tony, real quick, we're gonna have the card uh, getting released Saturday at noon. So uh, just over a day before the, uh, the the big game. So maybe even Saturday around 3. I'll announce an official time on the Instagram story. But uh, if you can have your picks in by Saturday, that'd be great. Sounds good. All righty. Have a good one, brother. Thanks for joining us. See you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Later, boys. Thank you very much, Ace. See you soon. See you, boys. Great segment about the Super Bowl with our guests, Ace and Tony. Really happy to have them on. Hoping to have them back here after the Super Bowl sometime for some March Madness and different talk. Huff's going to expand on that. Take it away, Huff. Yeah, uh, obviously, as we know, the the Super Bowl being this Sunday, that's the last football game of the year. After the NFL season, obviously, this is the majority of the podcast has been all about the NFL with some hints at some hockey, hockey talk and basketball talk throughout the uh, season so far. Being predominantly football, I just want to make an announcement. As the season comes to an end, this podcast is not going to be coming to an end. And uh, going into, you know, later end of February and March, we're definitely going to be talking some NHL, some NBA. And obviously everyone knows what goes on in March, uh, March Madness, some college basketball action. Uh, We'll be looking at some of those plays and kind of recapping what's going on in the world of each of those specific leagues. You know, uh, I'm excited to, you know, kind of show you guys that it's not just all about football for us. We do, we're just true sports fans. I can watch really sit down and watch any of the four major sports and have a great time watching some NHL right now. So we, it's really not all about football. You know, you got to do what you got to do whenever the football season comes to an end. But obviously, when the NFL comes back, we'll be doing the same kind of way that we've been doing things all season with the NFL, predominantly NFL, even sprinkling some college football in there. Uh, as stuff happens in the offseason, the NFL, we're definitely going to be recapping that with the free agency and trades and things like that. Obviously, the NFL draft, we're, uh, we'll be talking about that. But, um, yeah, that's really it. Just wanted to let everyone know as, as football comes to an end, this podcast will not. We are going to take another uh, week after the Super Bowl to um, – have another little bye week for us, but after that, in two weeks from this episode releasing, we'll have another one coming back out. Uh, we're going to be starting to, like I said, get into the NHL, NBA, and some even some college basketball recap. Um, as we get into those plays, as the nights we record, it's tough to give out a pick on the night we record because obviously we have to edit the the podcast and things like that. So uh, that's going to be where you want to start to follow us on the social medias if you're not already. Uh, at Hit the Books on basically all social media platforms. The two I recommend more than any for the, the actual pick format is Instagram and uh, TikTok for the TikToks and the Instagram reels for the picks that we're giving out. But uh, as we get into college basketball and the, the plays are a little more um, smaller school and things like that, if or even towards March Madness where there's a lot more plays, definitely going to want to follow us on Twitter. Same thing, at hitthebooks.pod. Uh, give out the be tweeting out the picks and as we get later on in the uh, college basketball NBA season. So, yeah, I'm excited to see where this podcast goes after football. But it's definitely tough to see football leave. Is uh, it's America's game. I don't care what anyone says about baseball. It's America's game. So, it's always a tough NFL off season with no football. But 
Got a lot of things to look forward to being the cup final, the NBA finals, and like I said, March Madness. So, yeah, that's really all I got to say. Thanks for listening all season. 22 episodes in the books. Uh, no pun intended, but, yeah, we're, we're coming at uh, our 22nd episode here. So, first season on the pod, you know, we, I feel like we definitely grew as a podcast coming from episode one all the way up to 22. If you listen back to episode one and listen to this episode or the last past couple episodes, the change and the growth throughout us talking over the mic and things like that has definitely grown. And I think there's only one way and one direction for this podcast to go, and that's up. So definitely excited to see where we go from here. Yeah, boys, it's been a hell of a year with the past 22 weeks. You know, we jumped into this not really knowing what we were going to do, but uh, it's definitely turned out to be something something special. So uh, thanks for uh, supporting us throughout the year. And as we move into March Madness and, you know, we'll keep doing NHL, maybe some MLB when it comes back, you know, um, we'll, keep the, we'll keep the picks coming. We'll keep the podcast coming. So uh, bear with us here while the NFL season's at a pause. You guys said it really good. Couldn't have said it better myself. Let's have a good Super Bowl here and keep the content coming. Thanks for joining us. And that's going to do it for us here on this episode of Hit the Books Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our various social media platforms. Instagram at hitthebooks.pod. Twitter at hitthebooks underscore pod. Website at hitthebookspod.com for all the latest on Hit the Books. And be sure to always study hard. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.